Hello and welcome. You're listening to Need to Know. When it comes to navigating college and beyond, there are just some things you need to know. Like, is college worth it? How do you deal with student loans? And how should you choose your major? That's where this podcast comes in. We're Christina and Michelle, the hosts for this podcast. Join us as we answer some of your biggest burning questions about college and debunk the myths about the application process. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Christina. So, Michelle, what are we talking about today? We're diving straight into international schools. So, one of the things that we hear a lot growing up in the United States is that U.S. schools are the best. We have everybody from around the world coming here. Um, I know I went to a school that has a humongous international population. I think it's about 50% of the student body at this point. It's ridiculous. Um, But this idea that U.S. schools are the best isn't really exactly true anymore. And it's something that's been changing recently. So this week, we're going to take a look at uh, whether or not you should be thinking about international colleges while you're looking to apply. And if that makes sense for you in terms of your specific situations. So first, we want to break down this idea that schools have a name brand that means they're good. In the United States, we all have this kind of perception about want to get into an Ivy League school. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. Um, But I think a lot of schools tend to do a lot of heavy marketing around their branding specifically. And you could end up kind of going to the school that may have other schools that are actually cheaper outside of the country that have the exact same level of education, if not better. Um, A perfect example of this, there are quite a few countries uh, around the world right now that offer free tuition and that includes international students. Wow. Yes. Um, And there are a lot that do heavily, heavily subsidized tuitions. France is a good example. Um, Going, I think Latvia was actually one that just recently decided they wanted to do this. Germany has these programs. You can find a lot of really good options for school that are not in the United States that offer the same level of education, if not better. Have you, did you ever look at international schools at all or was um, it just not? I did. So I studied abroad in Denmark, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if I got my master's there? And so I looked mm-hmm. and, okay, guys, this is going to blow your mind. But in Denmark, they pay their college students $1,000 <laughs> every month to go to school. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, oh, my God. We were so mind blown when we were there mm-hmm. as American students and we were studying abroad and they're students were like, yeah, we get paid $1,000 USD to go to school. And yeah. I'm like, what? So not only do they not have to pay tuition, the government pays them. Yes. So <laughs> like maybe considering outside options is a really good incentive. There you go. You get a monthly living stipend. Um, yeah. And I think this is what Bernie was trying to do with his like whole campaign. Maybe not. Um, oh, but well. Um, but I mean, it's just like, you know, really opening, it opens up your mind about what school is supposed to be and what it's supposed to do for the young population. Um, and when you really think about it, you're educating yourself so that you can better um, your the society that brought you up in. So, mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately, sometimes that's not the case anymore within our nation. So if there's better, if there are better opportunities out there, you should look outside. I know this is very inherent in Taiwan or something, people will want to go outside to learn and to afford them the opportunity. Again, this goes back to our previous episode where we talked about picking a school that gives you a pipeline. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and and really look into what majors can get you where you want to go and yeah. think about Germany for uh, yeah I think Germany offers free tuition now for and the classes are offered in English yes so that's very <laughs> important when you do international schools make sure they offer the classes in English wouldn't want you to get stuck in a German university not knowing a single word of German and and have to go through college there I mean well the other thing is so when you're going to an international school you're also getting an experience that kind of comes with going abroad in general. Mm -hmm. So in America, it's actually incredibly common, um, especially international viewers who are listening to this right now, it's really common to kind of stay in the United States your entire life. And that's actually not very normal for most places that I've been personally. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started traveling, I was by far the least well-traveled person I ever met. So <laughs> it's just one of these, America is just, it's, we're such a humongous country. It's very, very easy to stay in the bubble that is the United States. And then when you go abroad, not only can you get an education that is on par with the levels that we have here, you also get the experience of living in another culture. And that becomes something that you can take back. And a lot of workplaces put incredible amounts of value on that. So it becomes another asset, actually, rather than something that would be coming for your detriment. I'm sure a lot of you get the advice um, where people say it doesn't matter what college you go to, so long as you have a degree, a company will hire you. Um, I found that to be largely true, to be totally honest. <laughs> there are some cases where that's not, you know. Yeah, if you're in a specialized field, yes. don't take that advice. Yes. <laughs> but you know, for a lot of people, that actually is quite true. Mm -hmm. And that also applies to whether or not you went to school internationally. So um, I spent a semester at Nanyang Polytechnic Institute or university, I'm, I'm sorry. And so that's one of those, when I put it on my resume, everybody was like, what the heck is this? But they don't actually care that it's a school that they recognize or not. They were more interested about the fact that I was studying in Singapore which is a country that most of them don't know very much about. And it became a really big selling point for me in terms of I could say, you know, I spent a year and um, in my case, because I was studying branding when I was over there, I ended up with this style of branding that was specific to both Eastern and Western sensibilities. And it became a really big selling point for me when I was looking for jobs later. So there's a level of experience that you end up going to get when you go to international schools. Um, so when it comes to actually choosing an international school, you want to go through the exact same stuff we talked about last week. And that comes down to um, knowing what you want to do, or if you don't know what you want to do, make sure that it has a lot of options so that you can explore and that's something that you can afford for at least an extra year or two off of the regular four-year degree. Um, it's the exact same. And you also want to keep an eye on uh, what kind of level of visa they'll offer you. A lot of times they'll just give you a visa um, once you enroll as a student that will let you attend for any of the years that you're in university. Um, sometimes it's something you need to enroll or reapply for every year, but most of the time it'll be something that you can re-enter the country a certain number of visits. Uh, but it all depends. It does require an extra level of research. So one of the things, uh, I can give you guys an excellent case study about how this ends up working out in the real world. Um, I've mentioned both of my sisters multiple times at this point. In every single <laughs> podcast, guys, if you've been following, but it's okay. Yeah, I love the, the case study. There's such a, they're, both of their college journeys were just so varied that they've made such good guinea pigs. So, but hey, they're doing a lot of work for you guys. Um, so both of my sisters went to school in Canada, 
One is there now, and one of them actually went there for her first year of school and then came back to the United States once she figured out what she wanted to do. So uh, my middle sister, she went to uh, the University of Manitoba, which is, I describe it as the Kansas of Canada. Sorry, Manitoba, but it's an accurate representation. <laughs> um, it's, and it helped her, actually. She knew she wanted to go into animal sciences afterwards. Oh, okay, so perfect. Worked out. So she complained about it being all farm animals when she was up there, but now she loves it. So. <laughs> um, so she was able to go to the school that had education on par with U.S. standards, but it was actually much cheaper for her to be able to go there. And she ended up coming back with a better perspective in terms of um, a more international population. A lot of the other students there were actually from African countries just because that school had a big pool from that particular area. So she ended up meeting quite a few people from places like Nigeria that she's still friends with. And it made it so that her worldview opened up. And um, she's not one of those people that when you ask her where she wants to travel, she's always got the most interesting answers. So we were talking about like, she wants to go to Madagascar and Zambia and like all these different places now. <laughs> um, and then my other youngest sister, Erin, she's the one who's currently in college. And in her case, she's the perfect example of going to an international school to get a very specific set of skills that she could not get in the United States. So she had been looking at potentially going to the University of Maryland um, just as a cheap state school, but she decided to go instead to Canada because the opportunities that the school was giving her were much better. Um, she was telling me recently, I mentioned about this podcast to her, and she was telling me that she had a class where she was actually asked to write a podcast script. And I was actually a little bit floored because that's incredibly relevant and current for her to be doing in a multimedia course, which is what she's taking. And the fact that this school spends a lot of its time and energy keeping things very up to date and very relevant makes it so that she has better opportunities as a student attending there. Um, she's had a lot of different opportunities in terms of student groups that are making games that she can come into because she's looking at VR game development right now. There's a lot more of the facilities, the technology, and the opportunities for her where she is now than there are at any of the U.S. schools that we had looked at. So, and I'm sure that if you really, really, really hunted, you could probably find something in the United States that works. But the last time I checked, like, there is a couple... Uh, specific schools that would have the same stuff, but they're much more expensive than what mm -hmm. she's paying right now. Yeah, I think it. I think this is a really good argument though, is figure out what is worth the investment. So it's more expensive for her to stay in the states, but she will be, you know, in the same like kind of political, social, economical mindset, I guess, within like the states. Um, versus if she went abroad to somewhere else and she would be challenged with all these different um, perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, so like you're really um, investing like either your mindset like to, to open up your mind or investing time and money. So like think about all these different, I guess, aspects to international school versus yeah. a school in the States. I don't know if that's making sense at all. It like, does. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, it's not just money you want to think about. It's like how much mental capacity you have when you're abroad. Um, and But honestly, the money argument is a huge reason to go abroad. We have um, the most expensive college education in the world, I think, right now. I know. We in mentioned terms of developed countries. <laughs> it's just, I mean, but it's so, and it's ne we're never going to stop mentioning it. Because no. it is such a huge, huge factor in terms of making that choice about where you want to go to school. There's no way around it. 
whatever you're going to spend in college is going to follow you if you take loans out until you get that paid off and it becomes this like haunting thing that just dogs you anywhere that you go so it really taking into account you know you want this really really good education and you want it to be cheap the u.s may not be the best option and it totally depends on what you want to do and where you want to go but i think every student should take a hard serious look at international schools and just see what's out there and what can help you out in terms of getting you where you want to go. Yeah, and I wouldn't say we're cheap per se, I would frame it as more affordable. Like we definitely don't want you to wake up in cold sweat thinking that you're not going to ever pay off your loans if you did choose a more pricey school in the States. But I mean, if it's something that is really going to get you the network and the dream job of your life, um, then it might be worth it. You know, you have to really weigh all these different what do we call it? Opportunity costs? All I can say is if uh, the United States is in the same position in terms of cost of schooling versus cost of living, um, my kids are going international. I'm just going to ship them. Like, <laughs> But that's, that's my own personal take on it. So I'm a huge advocate for at least looking mm -hmm. and making sure that you're aware about what else is going on in the world. Um, and it becomes... I think it becomes a point of contention between parents and students that want to yes. do this a lot of times mm -hmm. because we're in this changing environment right now where a lot of people grow up with this, you know, U.S. schools are the best and we ha you have to do it a very specific way. But it really comes down to, like we've said so many times, the experience that you really want to get out of this and it's, it's your life too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think going on top of that, um, think about the location of the school. Um, also in respect to what you want to do. So for example, if you want to do fashion, maybe you study in Milan or something, or you know, maybe you don't study there, you become an apprentice there in a studio um, under a really badass, famous designer. <laughs> but I mean, come on guys, like really think about all these different ways you can learn and get yourself into um, networks of people that will help you get to get you to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, so location of school is really important in relation to what you want to do. Um, yeah. and I, I can't expound on that enough. So if you want to do something finance related, maybe Singapore is a great place because it's yes. such a hub. Maybe if you want to do um, design or like new technology related, maybe, I don't know, some really forward-thinking city in China or what have Shenzhen. you. Um, yeah. Or like, you know, app development, Shenzhen or something. Mm -hmm. um, think about what these cities can offer you in terms of, again, the network and the people you're going to meet and the education they can afford you. Because obviously that city is going to subsidize and give them more resources if, if that's what the city is well known for. Right. Um, and so, when you've attended college in a specific area, it becomes a lot easier to get a job wherever that is. Exactly. And so you want to also do kind of research in that realm. Um, yeah. I know we, we always say this, like research, research, research. <laughs> you cannot do like too much research, I think. I Well, I mean, you, you can, can. And overload yourself but, <laughs> yeah. and don't do that. But like, I think there is a lot of different perspectives that you need to explore before you make a decision. Yeah, um, it's really, it's all about expanding on your own chances and opportunities. Yeah, and that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. And then the other thing to keep in mind while we're talking about international experiences uh, is study abroad. And I 
will say it like a million times, everybody needs to leave the United States at some point. It should just be a requirement that you have to study abroad in high school or college, personally. <laughs> I don't think high school is a, a good age yet. Well, some people mature during that stage, but I think you really need to be at a certain I don't really place. care when they do it. Yeah. I, you just need to get your butt out of the United States, basically. So <laughs> Yeah, you need to expand your okay, you guys. This, this is what Michelle's trying to say. Basically. Um, there's just, there's so many different perspectives around the world as a whole. And it's one of those things that until you leave the United States, it's very, very difficult to get that kind of perspective in terms of where we're going as a country as a whole, what the future looks like. We're in a very, very global society right now. So being able to have the advantage of having been abroad is humongous in terms of being able to have a real advantage. And this is one of the areas that I personally see, like, the United States falling behind in. Mm -hmm. So, but that means that study abroad has huge value, really. Mm -hmm. um, so, Christina's mentioned she was in Denmark, yes. and I was in Singapore, and we both have talked about this multiple times, and it's because it had such a humongous impact in our lives and later our careers. Yeah, absolutely. I think I can definitely attest to the fact that, and I think you could agree that you, we've learned so much more um, in our study abroad than we did in our own homeschools. Yeah. Um, like, hands down, we've just learned so much. It's really mind-blowing when you yeah. go outside and you learn how other people learn or learn how other people are educating their populations. Mm -hmm. So I know when Michelle opened this podcast, she said everyone thinks that the States has one of the best education systems. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's not true. Finland has one of the best education systems in the yeah. world. And, <laughs> and, you know... When I studied abroad in Denmark, I got to go and visit like their school system and see how they taught, you know, top down and how their students learn and the programs that they have to kind of cultivate this new population. And that's why they have the best um, kind of education system now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, it's so important for you to, yeah, step out and, and see. And I think we're both what you would call digital nomads. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> what that means, guys, is that we are able to work anywhere we want. Um, mm -hmm. We own our own businesses, and um, as long as we have internet and our laptops, or phone, in Michelle's case. Um, <laughs> we I, are, pair really, I pair really far down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a minimalist as well. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, we can work anywhere, and we travel, and the reason why we travel is because we want to experience the world and make connections with like-minded people. And this is a a far ways off from where you guys are right now, but also think about what career and what lifestyle you want to have. Right. Um, I know Michelle has brought this up a few times. Like, think about the lifestyle after the college experience, like what you want to do, yeah. um, and then build from there. One of the biggest things that I think we need to realize as a society at this point is college is not where learning ends anymore. There are no jobs left in the United States that are going to be safe in terms of you can pick this job and then expect to just be doing the same job the rest of your life. That will not happen, especially as you get further and further into automation. There will be jobs that exist a decade from now none of us can think about. It becomes this chance where you need to think about constantly learning. And I think that was one of the biggest drives for me specifically mm -hmm. to be able to travel because travel is such a humongous learning experience for me. And I, I'm actually a business coach at this point. And so with my job, it's a requirement. Like I actually specifically invest an amount of my business revenue into learning new skills. So being able to have more of a perspective and see, okay, this is how they do it. 
on this side of the world. This is how they do it over here. This is how they do it over here. That becomes hugely, hugely, hugely beneficial to both me and my clients because they get that knowledge as well. And it becomes something that like, as you are moving through life, being able to learn and figure out what learning style you want to do is really, really important. And being able to go abroad really helps with being able to figure that out. Oh, absolutely. And I think we do have an episode down a few episodes where we talk about figuring out your learning style and yeah. how that applies to we college life. We got so life. much good stuff planned. Yeah, guys. guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to like tell you too much at this point. But again, yeah, figure out how you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and traveling is one of those really big um, kind of main points. Is like It right. forces you to learn about not only yourself and right. like how you deal with things. So let's do a very quick breakdown in terms of study abroad, um, especially for any listeners who are already in college, because we do have a few Oh, those. yeah, that's true. Um, what makes sense in terms of looking at a study abroad program? So one of the big things to keep in mind is if your school doesn't offer a study abroad program for an area that you want to go to, you can find one. Just do a Google search. There are so, 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 so many programs that you can sign up for that are not necessarily a part of your school. Um, there are, And you can also go to a lot of the study abroad offices at whatever school you're at and say, I want to go here, can you make it happen? In my case, the whole reason I ended up in Singapore is because I went to my study abroad office and said, I'm a design major, I want to go abroad, and I don't want to go to Italy. What do you got? And they said, well, we have a direct exchange with Singapore, it's brand new, if you want to go, you'll be the first student going. And I said, okay. Sign me up. And that's how I ended up in Singapore. <laughs> it wasn't really an active choice, but once I looked into what I was going to be doing there, the specific school, their programs, I was like, oh, dang, this is a perfect fit. Yeah. So it worked out really well. But before that, I had actually been planning on studying in South Korea. Oh, that's right. You were talking about this. I remember that. <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> um, yeah, I had actually had this whole plan. Uh, it was going to be $8,000 to study for just the tuition alone in South Korea, which Think about that, $8,000 for a semester. That's really cheap compared to like yeah. what I actually spent. My school is $52,000 a semester. I think mine is the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it became this you know, opportunity. I was thinking about going there um, and I was going to be studying um, a lot of more traditional design elements going there. Uh, they had a huge ceramics course that I was very interested in um, and a lot of product design actually. The school that I was going to be doing was a specialized school for product design. Um, but that didn't work out for a couple of reasons. So when I got the opportunity to go to Singapore, it was a totally unexpected place. I knew, I can say I was ahead of most Americans as I, in that I knew where Singapore was. I knew what it was. <laughs> My mother asked me at one point, aren't you afraid of snakes falling onto your head out of the trees? She thought it was in the middle of the jungle. But the whole point is, um, it was this totally, you know, unexpected opportunity and going there became, like Christina mentioned at the beginning, I learned more in that semester than I had for the entire three years at the rest of college, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up being like a really perfect experience for me. It completely changed my life. Um, and that would be a whole nother podcast, basically, for me to go into the details of that, but it became one of the places where I learned the most in terms of the work that I did on a day-to-day basis when I first started my business and yeah. first went into design. And that's really important is yeah. to like have that kind of see how everything applies. Yeah. I think it's so important. And you can make study abroad a really big learning experience in terms of like specifically hunting down programs. Um, so being able to say, I want to learn more about this very specific, uh, my sister wanted to learn more 
the the one who's an animal sciences person, mm-hmm. she went to Brazil. And she specifically did it because she wanted to learn more about exotic animal handling. Ooh, wow. So she spent a couple weeks in Brazil. She loved it. She wants to go back. She always wants to go someplace crazy, though. And so that became a very specialized program that she could really get hands-on with, that she really couldn't get super access to in the United States just because the animals are a little different here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have exotic animals. <laughs> I mean, we do at zoos, but it's, 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 it's an entirely different than working at a nature conservancy, which is where she worked in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So that became a very specific experience that she could go and get. And then the other option is really looking at just getting a more general kind of, you know, study abroad and experience the culture more hands mm-hmm. on. Yes. And you had more of a cultural experience actually than I did because I stayed at a university, but you were the host family. I was with the host family. Oh, yeah. It was, it's definitely like, yeah, it was so different. I learned how to like, raise a family the Danish way, the progressive Danish way. Like, I'm like, wow, this is so different from what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, like, you guys, it, I cannot, like, scream enough about study abroad yeah. either. I just, I love it. So what would you say if you had to very quickly give, like, one thing that blew your mind immediately going study abroad, what would you say? That's a really hard question because, like, I have a million things. Okay. I mean, being, so my study abroad program built in, like, traveling um into the curriculum and mm-hmm. so that was amazing like every three weeks we would travel for one week basically yeah. and just being in all these different situations and environments and countries and seeing how people live how people mm-hmm. work how people play seeing the building i'm an architecture major so i'm learning about buildings and drawing learning from life so the study abroad is really um at least the study abroad program I did was really about Europe as your classroom. Like the right. world is your classroom. And I, I remember you raving about city planning for yeah. like a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, this, but this goes back to like picking um, a program that is in a location that works with what you mm-hmm. want to do. Because so I studied architecture, but I also had a focus on urban planning. Um, and Copenhagen is probably one of the best cities for that because it's got amazing um, urban planning projects going on. And so, you know, think about how these different cities can really provide you a classroom, so to speak, when you're there. For me, that moment um, when it first hit me, just how different the world is for other people. I met my roommate. Um, I stayed in one of the dorms from the university, and my roommate was Singaporean. And the first day I met her, she was telling me all about how she just come back from a trip to North Korea. Oh, wow. And she was telling me all about, you know, exploring the country. She'd gone on this tour, had seen the whole thing. And at one point she stopped. She's like, why are you staring at me funny? And I was like, I don't think you understand. I'm an American. Going to North Korea is not something that we can even consider. But for her... That was her summer vacation. Mm. She was just like, why not? I, you know, and she, of course it's not like it's, you know, not considered dangerous for them, but they don't really have the same issues with the country. That's the whole reason the North Korean summit was held in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So she was able to just go and book a literal vacation in North Korea. <laughs> and then we just had this moment where like our minds were both blown about like, mm-hmm. how can the other person in my case, I'm thinking, how can she take this so casually? And she's thinking, why is she so uptight about this? <laughs> so that was one moment for me when I was just like, this is, the world is different. Yeah, 
it's so. massive. But you're you're like you come out so much better from it because you've learned so much, right? right? And that's ultimately what we want you to go away with but also guys that does not mean book a ticket right now or down no. the road to <laughs> some really dangerous country that's not safe mm-hmm. that you haven't done research about um because mm-hmm. that's not what we're advising we're advising that there are opportunities outside of the united states that you can think about and there are a lot of safe countries out there like anywhere in scandinavia i think is really really safe um <laughs> i mean i have a police officer for a father it's yeah. <laughs> and I just came back from Mexico on a two week or two month workcation. <laughs> and people always say, Oh, they're gonna chop your head off and I'm like, No, they're not. But I've done enough research to know that it's okay for me to be there. So like do your research again and you know, yeah, mm-hmm. be smart about where you go and what yeah. you choose to do. So why don't we jump into the wrap up here? Yes, absolutely. So you wanna think about um Obviously, international schools really, you know, fighting the whole idea that U.S. schools are the best because they've done so much marketing, you know, that they're these name brand schools. You want to think about what this international school can afford you in terms of networking for jobs and for, um, you know, friends and, and people that you might meet down the road. And then also think about the fact that these international school tuitions might actually be a lot more affordable than staying in the United States. An example we have is that some countries will give you stipends for going to college, and that's really important. So think about that. The location of the school in terms of what city it's in and how much resource you can get within that city in that school. So really think about that. Um, and really, we I think Michelle and I both 110% agree that traveling and being outside of the United States will just change your view of a lot of things. Like it's so important to get um, a worldly perspective at this point because we're such a global society, as she said. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of to figure out if you want to do international school or if you can only do a study abroad. Study abroad is highly recommended. Um, and then to do that, find a program that you want to do, and if not. Do what Michelle does. Just march right in and ask them what they have for you. I uh, yeah, I was really good at getting what I wanted. Yeah, it's, and I think you'll get a lot of that in this in this podcast. How to get what you want? Yeah, follow follow yeah. my instructions. Don't be afraid. I mean, colleges yeah. are there to serve you, really. Like, yeah, you that's pay very true. so much money, right? You want to get as much out of it as possible you really want to make that dollar stretch let's do another episode later on down the line about like how to get the most out of your money and i can tell the story about getting a horrible teacher fired and stuff like that because i i've got so many (laughs) Mm. but for now um next episode is actually going to be a special episode uh for anybody looking into art school there are a lot of very specific questions in terms of uh whether art school would be worth it if you're looking at the arts what do you actually need to look for and both of us actually have uh degrees that are in the arts related fields and know a lot of other people so we're going to do a special episode on that yeah and i mean i'm sure once we've hit a point we'll start bringing people into our podcast and and make it more interview style so that you guys can also hear from their perspective what it's like yeah so i'm excited for those mini series yep and so we'll catch you guys next time
Hey guys, we hope this was a value-packed episode for you. Are there any questions you'd like us to answer in the future? Send an email to needtoknow.cm at gmail.com. If you liked it, please smash that subscribe button, leave us a review, and tell your friends. Make sure to check out the show notes for resources. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.